This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. You can get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at blueberry.com. That's like a blueberry without the E's. So it's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. It is the Into Tomorrow broadcast for the weekend of November 25th, 2022. Thanksgiving weekend. Yes, indeed. Cue the turkey. And by that, I didn't mean you. I thought you were talking about me. No, 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 no. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And Cameron Graveline is in the control room monitoring everything and running all the audio. Audio, audio, audio. No. So glad to have Cam with us this weekend as well. As I mentioned, for all of our audience in the United States and celebrating Thanksgiving weekend, hopefully you uh, are not eating too much in the way of leftovers. But that's typical Thanksgiving weekend and the week following. Turkey sandwiches for everyone. Yeah, especially if you're listening to us, you know, Weeks after Thanksgiving, hopefully you're really not still eating Thanksgiving leftovers. Because maybe you're listening to the podcast weeks later or the stream weeks later. We should put more than just the last seven weeks of the show up on our stream. We should maybe do 10 weeks or something. Just so people don't... It's not in the budget. Yes, it is. <laughs> so they don't get too many repeats too quickly. But we are coming to you from the Dexcom G6 Studios. Make knowledge your superpower for managing diabetes. Visit Dexcom.com. That's D-E-X-C-O-M.com. we got some tech news and commentary for you. And then we jump, of course, to your calls and a whole bunch of other fun stuff on this Turkey Day weekend. Glad to have you with us. NASA barred the press from photographing the launch site of its space launch system after it boosted the agency's Artemis 1 moon mission into space last week. Yeah, what's up with that? Yeah, multiple space reporters said on Twitter that the agency had sent them a message telling them they were prohibited from photographing the Artemis 1 launch tower after the liftoff. Eric Berger, Ars Technica's senior space editor, tweeted that NASA did not provide a reason. The reporter added that according to his sources, the ban was apparently an attempt to save face after the launch damaged the tower. His sources said that Launch Complex 39B Tower was damaged during the Artemis 1 launch. He said, basically, there were leaks and damages, or there were leaks and damage where there weren't supposed to be leaks and damage. So they couldn't really say... All systems are functioning within normal parameters. Exactly. Fortunately, the rocket itself did its job and and route to the moon and took some great pictures of Earth on the way out there. They should have hired Elon to do it. I'm telling you. But, I mean, how bad was the damage? Apparently bad enough to where they they didn't want the press to get pictures of it. (laughs) Wow. So, yeah, it kind of makes you wonder, did it mangle the tower or just did it burn it or something? Something bizarre, but somebody's job is, I'm sure, in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Toyota aims to produce 3.5 million electric vehicles by the end of the decade. Well, that's what they say anyway. But the automaker's not completely phasing out other means of vehicle propulsion. Jack Hollis is executive vice president of sales at Toyota Motor North America. He said the market for EVs, quote, isn't mature enough and ready enough, close quote. I would tend to agree. Yeah. And many of you may have seen my story on Facebook and, uh, and Instagram 
and I don't know, may, may have put it on TikTok, talking about, so if you're buying an electric vehicle to eliminate the use of fossil fuels, then do it all the way. Charge your electric vehicle with wind or solar. If not, shut up. <laughs> well, don't we use we use nuclear down here, don't we? We do. Yeah, we have the uh, Florida Plunder and Loot uh, FPL Turkey Point power plant, and it's a good thing because they haven't shut that down yet. Yet, even though people have tried, <laughs> I think we need to do more nuclear because it's like a never-ending source, if you will. Yes, of course, there are dangers. There's dangers in everything. I've talked to firefighters recently who say, talk about danger. Try putting out a fire of an, uh, from an electric vehicle. You well, know, you, a, you a, can put it out, but it'll keep starting itself well, again. That too. <laughs> but a normal car, normal car, a regular gas propulsion vehicle, if you will, run by fossil fuels, takes about 1,000 gallons of water, typically, to put out in a few minutes. An electric vehicle takes, I forgot what exactly they said, but something to the tune of 40,000 gallons of water well, maybe it's and keeps reigniting. Well, maybe it's because they're using water on an yeah, electric well, that, car. Yeah. They're going to use probably like aviation foam or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a bunch of new stuff that a bunch of fire departments are testing. And it's a shame that they have to, but yeah, it's unfortunate because these gigantic batteries tend to blow up, hopefully not while you're driving one. That's reason enough for some people that say, I'm not going to go there. But otherwise, that's a problem. And, and of course, drive carefully anyway, but nothing says that some other idiot's not going to plow into you mm -hmm. and cause an accident and cause a problem. So I think Toyota's got hit the nail on the head. They might do three and a half million electric vehicles over the next 10 years, but they're saying it's not mature enough and ready enough yet. There's still a lot of work to be done. I agree. So this holiday season, give yourself the gift of taking back your Netflix algorithm, <laughs> and more importantly, your account. Uh -oh. uh, Netflix recently launched Manage Access and Devices, a new feature which allows account owners to remotely sign out of devices that they don't recognize or no longer want signed into their account. In a company blog post, Charles Wartenberg, a Netflix product manager, wrote that the move coincided with the holiday season as, quote, many of our members will be on the move and watching Netflix wherever they are traveling to see family and friends. He said that logging into your account at family and friends' houses as well as hotels is easy and intuitive, but he said many people forget to log out, thereby oh, giving God knows how many people oh. access to their Netflix account. Yeah. Let's get nuts! Yeah, I would say because people are going, oh, check this out. Let me just stay on Netflix and watch everything. Great. Googly -moogly. I had a similar thing with Dropbox recently. I tried to log into Dropbox on my phone, and it told me, oh, you've reached the maximum number of devices. I'm like, I don't think I've used Dropbox in a while. So it, it brought me to a list of the devices I was currently logged into Dropbox, and I had iPhones on there that it says, last logged in six years ago. And there was like a <laughs> list of like six devices. I'm like, oh, get, log out of all of them. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Good point. So I think that's important that you remind our audience to check those kinds of things. Speaking of reminding our audience, we can't be remiss in our weekly, regular reminders. Yeah, like, like checking your spam filters. And why would one want to check their spam filters? They figure, it's spam, leave it alone. Well, you may have an email from old Aunt Edna that, you know. Old Aunt Edna. <laughs> First oh. name that came to mind. Uh, okay, that's sad. Uh, could it be old Dame Edna? It could be. Ah, maybe that's what you were yeah. thinking of. But that is important because you might, if you've participated on Into Tomorrow, 
be getting an email from graveline.com. That's our domain, our last name.com from the prize team. Hey, thanks for participating on the show. Now click this link and tell us what you want us to send you. And folks have said, you know, it's a good thing you reminded me of that because until I check my spam filter, I don't know how you ended up there, but yeah, there you were. So make sure we're not spam. Yeah, and then you also want to back up your important data, all of it, all of it, not just some of it. Well, important data. You don't have yeah. to back up everything on your computer or phone, but the important stuff. Yeah. Family photos from Thanksgiving. Yes. Where you talked politics and lost some of the family, so therefore saving money on Christmas gifts. Exactly. That's why I talk politics on Thanksgiving. <laughs> gotcha. What do you think? 800-899-INTO or use the free Into Tomorrow app and participate. Call in. Win stuff. Thank you. Do you take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does? Hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills. Just pour them in and Hero does the rest. So easy to use and saves me so much time. I never miss a dose. I'm never late for a dose anymore. And that is so critical to me. What I like best about my Hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use. And I don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget, did I take that pill or not? Because it reminds me. It alerts and dispenses with the push of a button. Plus, Hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver. Hero is amazing, but you could even live out of state with the person and still program their Hero from the convenience of your phone. I feel better than I have ever felt simply because I have this device. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, you don't don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. <laughs> That's right. It's Thanksgiving weekend, and thank you for tuning in to Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Omnipod. Experience freedom from multiple daily insulin injections or tangled tubes. You can find out how at Omnipod.com slash Dave. I do. And where is that special website again? Omnipod.com slash Dave. Gotcha. You know, we've got some cool guests on the program this weekend to enjoy with your gravy. You might say it's like gravy line. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, we've talked a lot about the metaverse, but what we haven't mentioned is cybersecurity in the metaverse. Ah, so one of our interviews today is discussing just that. And of course, what does Thanksgiving weekend typically every year launch? The holiday shopping season. Yep. So we're going to be talking to a, a partner with IBM's Consumer Industry Center of Competency. Doesn't sound very exciting, but no. he talks about some cool stuff about uh, the risks and uncertainties uncertainties that loom over uh, holiday shopping plans. True. It's a weird title, I think. A very unusual title uh, for this guy. But he's very good and he's very informative about the holiday shopping. So you stay want to... You stay, want to stay tuned. Yeah, right? You stay, want to still tuned. That's it. That's <laughs> trying to speak. It's too much tryptophan still. Right. I mean, my gosh. I've been hitting the eggnog already. I, oh, yeah. Oh, I've been hitting the eggnog for sure. If you have to sit all day, it's important to do it correctly. With this week's Into Tomorrow wellness tip brought to you by Human Touch, here's Victoria Ladock. Thanks, Dave. Proper posture keeps bones and joints in the correct alignment so muscles can be used properly. Here are some tips to finding a good seated position. Draw yourself up and accentuate the curve of your back as far as possible. 
Hold for a few seconds, then release the position slightly, about 10 degrees. Distribute your body weight evenly on both hips. Bend your knees at a right angle and keep them even or slightly higher than your hips. Use a foot rest if necessary. Keep both feet flat on the floor and don't cross your legs. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Victoria Ladock. Back to you, Dave. Yeah, thank you, Victoria. You know, as she's saying all of this stuff, I have my legs crossed here in the studio under the desk, and, and I'm not following her advice. I need to follow that advice. So if you didn't catch it all, be sure and rewind. Check it out. You can, of course, uh, hear our podcast and sub- subscribe to them for free wherever you get your podcasts or easily at intotomorrow.com. But as always, she gives us some great tips. The Into Tomorrow Wellness Tip is brought to you by Human Touch. Ready to be your best every day? Find out how at humantouch.com. Joseph in Pennsylvania, participating with the Ask Dave button. We love it when you do that at intotomorrow.com. Hey, Joseph. I use several different email accounts. And over the years, I've used one uh, app that kind of consolidates things. It's pretty easy to use, or it's been easy to use anyway. And they have a sister app called Blue Mail. And it's lately they've gotten kind of buggy and hard to use. Um, I've tried a few other email apps that are kind of, some of them are a little bit more on the bizarre side or uh, extremely uh, not intuitive. Is there anything you could recommend for that, especially for mobile, for either Apple or for Android? Well, Joseph, 99% of people just stick to their stock mail apps that are on their phones, of course, and there's a good reason for that. For example, the iOS mail app can handle multiple accounts. It gives you a unified inbox. It can delete, archive, mark as read and unread, flag, format text and attach images, videos, random files, and really, what else do you need? Android phones have more variety since each manufacturer tends to try to shoehorn their own email app. But still, they're all basically doing the same basic things, so few people bother to replace them. In iOS, you can give SparkMail and AirMail a try if you're not happy with the stock iOS mail app. Yeah, and if you want to try something else on Android, uh, since you need to manage multiple accounts, all email access may work for you. Uh, If your accounts are all Google accounts, then Google offers a Gmail app on both iOS and Android that is popular with some users, though it doesn't give you a unified inbox. Um, If you use a different provider, they'll also almost certainly have their own apps as well. Uh, ProtonMail, FastMail, Zoho, Microsoft, and others, they all have their own email apps. Uh, For the most part, nothing's revolutionary, and they all more or less look and work like each other, so don't expect any huge changes between them. Yeah, and one thing you didn't mention, but I believe works on both, I know what works on Android, is Outlook. Yeah. So if you use Outlook and on your main computer or laptop, whatever, and you like it, then maybe you want to consider that app on your phone or tablet. And I've tried Outlook on my uh, iPhone, and I, I didn't like it as, I didn't as, either much, on my as, Android. as much as I like the <laughs> stock app. app. Yeah. So I still use uh, Apple's stock mail app on my phone. Yeah. And I use the Samsung stock email app for those same reasons. But there are those who want to make a difference, and Joseph may be one of them, and try something different. So we gave you a lot of ideas, and of course they're in our show notes if you want to go back and check that out at intotomorrow.com. Just look for the show for Turkey Day weekend, November 25th. 2022. Jump aboard the time machine. You've got mail. Time to head into yesterday with This Week in Tech History. History, 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 history. Here's Chris. Ooh, ooh. 
This week in 1913, Ford Motor Company introduced the first moving assembly line and forever changed the manufacturing industry. Ford's innovation uh, reduced the time it took to build a car from more than 12 hours to two and a half. Stimpy! I'm so happy! Years later, that same week in 1927, the first Ford Model A was unveiled in New York City's Waldorf Hotel and in 35 other cities around the U.S., Canada, oh and Europe. The car was priced affordably. The Phaeton version sold for $395, and the two-door sedan sold for $495. Holy cow, if only. Yeah, but we also got to remember this is in 1927 Yeah, of course. <laughs> By now, today, they're, you know, 40000 50000 whatever. Yeah, and that's the thing about Ford is most people uh, incorrectly assume that he invented the, the car. He didn't. He introduced or introduced the, the mass manufacturer of it and brought it to the everyday people. True. Because before Ford came along, it was just the rich that had cars. Ah. Good point. In 1972, this week, Atari released Pong, the first commercially successful video game. The game was first tested in a California bar. Shortly after installation, the machine began to malfunction. When they went in to repair it, they found that the problem was the coin mechanism was overflowing. So it was obviously a very popular game. Nerd alert! In 1994, this week, the original PlayStation, developed and marketed by Sony Computer Entertainment, was released in Japan. The PlayStation has gone on to become one of the most popular and widely used game consoles. And this week in 1996, the Mars Pathfinder was launched from Cape Canaveral on a 310 million mile odyssey to explore the surface of the Red Planet. It had a remote-controlled 22-pound six-wheel roving vehicle to sample Martian soil and rock and send data back uh, beginning on July 4th of 1997. Nice. That's our look back at This Week in Tech History. Yes, history, indeed. History, history, history. history. <laughs> go, go. On Thanksgiving weekend. And, of course, we want you to participate. Call in, win stuff. When you call in, you, of course, are invited to mention any of the items that we have available for you currently. And we'll do our best to get one of those to you. But we promise you win something cool anytime you call in and participate. More details at intotomorrow.com. Now that we're home more than ever, we need to feel safe. Call it a sign of the times or the world we now live in. What do you want to keep safe? Wouldn't it be nice to have tested, trusted 24-7 protection? Peace of mind, real protection that's always there for you and your whole family? Well, now you can with one of our state-of-the-art home security systems. Call 800-970-8405. That's 800-970-8405. Attention. Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800-683-9499. Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline. Thank you for joining us during our 27th year 
bringing you the latest in consumer technology. All sorts of things, products and services, gadgets and gizmos, software and apps, all sorts of cool tech that's available today and into tomorrow. And of course, your participation on the program really makes the show. So we want to hear from you, not just so you can win fabulous prizes that many of our guests and sponsors and and other uh, friends of the show are always sending us, but because you make the show when you participate with a question, a comment, some tech rage maybe, or helping another listener with additional info that we've provided and you can give us some additional input. That's always awesome. So do participate anytime 24-7. By the way, the metaverse is predicted to create a $1 trillion industry by 2024 and $5 trillion by 2030. A recent survey shows that cybersecurity is already a major problem in the metaverse and could impact future growth if it goes unchecked. We're happy to have with us on the program right now the Executive Vice President and General Manager for Security and Distributed Cloud with F5, Haiyan Song. Welcome into tomorrow. How are you? I'm doing great. It's a pleasure to have you with us. Uh, we talk a lot, of course, uh, as does most people, about the metaverse these days. Um, but how are cyber criminals already leveraging the metaverse to attack companies and, and defraud us individuals, for that matter? The, the metaverse certainly is powered by a lot of new technology. As we always know, new technology brings new attack surface and opportunities for the criminals. Uh, we sit in the world of application and APIs powering those worlds, and we get to see they're actually using similar techniques that they've been using for the current physical world. Think about distributed, you know, uh, DDoS, we call it uh, denial of services. Right. Think about phishing and trying to pretend to be others. So they're leveraging it similarly, but maybe one point I want to make sure that we understand is humans are still the weakest link, and we as individuals need to do be very vigilant to make sure we do not bring those vulnerabilities into the new world. Boy, that's a good point, and and very accurate. You know, the, the biggest problem is humans, and we can't let that continue to happen. But why do you think today's approach to security in the long run is not enough for tomorrow's metaverse? Because everybody's talking about it, and we're going to be living in the metaverse, and you'd think that people would be doing more about the security of it. The positive side is we have this opportunity and great chance to do it right with the metaverse and to think about security, think about privacy, and make sure they're designed in at the early stage of the immersion. And the problem that you mentioned is because security and privacy has been an afterthought for the world of Web 1, Web 2. Mm -hmm. We do have an opportunity to do it right with technology and, and things in Web 3. So I'm very hopeful, but it does require working with your trusted advisors, working with people who can bring that know-how and the lessons learned and best practices. That's where we come in. We're really fully and entirely focused on building security for apps and APIs that powers the digital world that will become the heartbeat of the virtual world. 
Excellent. And of course, your study brought out some very interesting statistics, including that 61% say the metaverse has introduced new security complexities that their organization's not equipped to address. So at least they're identifying the fact that they've got to do more. But are they doing more yet? Security has been top of mind, I think, from the boardrooms to savvy individuals. So we should recognize that it's not of lack of intent. But I think, again, as I mentioned, security has been an afterthought for the current technology that we've been using. And that's a very hard battle to win. And I think what we can do more is really think about the apps and APIs that's powering the new economy. Mm. We can do more to think about apps and APIs, how they help with security and privacy in the meta world. We have a lot to do. I'm very hopeful we have the chance and opportunity to do it right. Good. So it's not all negative either. I mean, it's not all run for your life. You know, we're in trouble. Uh, But certain uh, is going to be cyber criminals targeting some of this digital data that will be shared. So what is it actually going to take to protect that data? Interesting you ask that question. So Web3 enables decentralization. That means as individuals, we'll have more ownership of the data that we share in the world. And that also means entities still don't necessarily can walk away from the responsibility. So for individuals, we need to be vigilant and make sure we only share the things we want to. And for entities, they need to make sure to provide the right controls and mechanisms for the individuals to guard their data. And all of those will be powered by the right solutions around applications and APIs that enables those. Hmm. And Haiyan, no doubt that the metaverse is going to continue to shake things up. But with the definition of identity and authentication, that seems to be a major issue that you guys, of course, are helping businesses to address. Uh, How do you see the ID and authentication issue being resolved? Uh, I'm really glad to see there's a lot of technology evolution that's happening in identity and access control. And no longer we just rely on passwords. Now there's multi-factor authentication, not only for individuals, but apps and APIs has its own identity, has its own access control. I think we all should think about identity and authentication, not thinking end users, but think the entire assets that includes APIs that's serving many of our aspects in life. Uh, So I think a holistic strategy around identity and access control and applications APIs is in order. Good. And one of the other stats we found very interesting is that 37% of businesses operating in the metaverse now say their organization has been attacked in relation to the adoption of the metaverse. Uh, That kind of, that's a pretty scary stat, I think. Totally. Um, Scary is the right word. And the thing that we should know is those attacks, actually, it's not necessarily just new techniques. They would employ DDoS. They would employ phishing. They would employ, you know, social networking sort of type of attacks to get there. So before we can take care of everything in the metaverse, it's important we focus on securing our current world because they are connected. And the things that we do 
in the world today matters in the metaverse as well. A very good point. And without getting too technical or too engineering sounding, if you will, how would one build a system of authentication and trust to protect brands and us users? Hard to get not technical, but I'll try. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just not too technical. We don't want to talk over too many people's heads and and people go, oh my gosh, now I'm really concerned. I have no idea. Um, I think it's really important to know what represents an identity. You know, in the world that's in the last decades, it's password and user IDs. In the new world, it's your password, your user IDs, maybe your biometrics, and most importantly, what we do as one of our solutions to help people with secure frictions experience online is actually using a lot of parameters like what device you're using, what signature you've had, what behavior you had. I think it's really upon all the technology providers to make it simple and easy so the users can have the best experience and very secure. So I'd say secure and frictionless and seamless is all we should be aspiring to as a technology provider. Excellent. And it shows that there is hope into tomorrow, if you will. So I appreciate that input very much. (laughs) And Haiyan, where can folks go to get more information even? I would say, you know, if you're an individual, there's a lot of resources online, things like staysafeonline.org, and you can learn what the criminals try to do so you're aware of what to be cautious about. But if you're a company or enterprise, uh, just remember, security is not a do-it-yourself project. DIY is not recommended. No. And go with your trusted advisors. And uh, we've been working with many customers over the years, and we definitely see that partnership makes a huge difference. Excellent. And I'm guessing that if we visit F5, that's the letter F, the number 5.com slash security, we'll get even more info. Absolutely. Thank you for that plug. It's our pleasure. Hi-Ann Song is the EVP and General Manager for Security and Distributed Cloud with F5. Again, their site is f5.com slash security. We'll get you there, of course, as we do with all of our guests when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. Thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us. Let's be sure to stay in touch. There's so much more to learn about security on the metaverse uh, that we certainly want to follow up with you. Absolutely. Looking forward to that. Terrific. Thank you again so much. Again, it's F5, the letter F, the number 5.com slash security. I'm Dave Graveline at intotomorrow.com. Stay tuned. There's much more to come right here on the Advanced Media Network. Thousands of people contact InventHelp monthly about their invention or new product. Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Call InventHelp now. Best of all, the call and information are free. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential, explaining every step of the invention process. We create professional materials and submit them to companies who are looking for new ideas in your category. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review new ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We offer 3D modeling and animation, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to present client ideas to additional companies. Join people just like you who made the call to InventHelp. You have nothing to lose. 
Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. Sending voice messages instead of typing can save you a lot of time. But listening through those five or ten minute monologues from your friends is time consuming and often just not possible. Imagine being in a meeting, lecture, or any loud and crowded environment. Textify is an app for iPhone that converts those annoying voice messages into easily readable text at the touch of a button. Get Textify now from the App Store. Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks in advance for calling in and participating. Several ways you can do that anytime, 24-7. If you've got a question, a comment, help for another listener, anything at all having to do with consumer tech, maybe even some tech rage, we want to hear from you anytime because your involvement really makes the show. And one of the best ways to participate is using the free Into Tomorrow app. Just search those two words in your favorite app store, Into Tomorrow, and mash that message to studio button. Sounds like you're right here sitting in Chris's lap uh, joining us on the program, and we love to hear from you. Many consumers are ready to celebrate the holidays again. However, new risks and uncertainties loom over our plans, and many consumers will spend less if inflation continues to drive price increases. IBM's Consumer Industry Center of Competency partner is Carl Haller. Carl, welcome into tomorrow. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Dave. How are you today? I'm doing fine. It's a pleasure to have you guys with us on a regular basis because you're always doing things that are helping folks, helping individuals, businesses, uh, groups, organizations, whatever the case. And in this particular case, uh, coming from the industry center of competency, wondering what are consumers most worried about this coming holiday season? I know in your intro I referenced to inflation. Is, is that in and of itself the big issue? Yeah, so it, it's certainly one of them. Um, you know, we, we go out and we regularly survey consumers um, to understand their mood and their mindset and their intentions. And most recent survey was specifically around holiday shopping and travel. And knowing, understanding consumers helps us help our clients, you know, in the retail and travel and consumer goods industries, you know, under, know how they need to react to serve them better. So as you said, you know, we're back to worrying about the economy. Um, that's really one of the big themes. For the last two years, the thing that's been top of mind for consumers was COVID. Yeah. Um, and this is the first year that COVID has moved to the back burner. About two thirds of consumers are worried less about COVID than they were last year. But six in 10 are worried about the economy more than they were last year. Wow. And you know, I look at that as a little bit of good news, bad news. You know, so it's not great that people are worried about the economy, and there are certainly things to be worried about with the economy. But I think on the whole, it's better to be worried about the economy than worried about you or a loved one getting sick or having to go to the hospital just for trying to have a normal holiday. 
Oh, boy, that's for sure. And and having been one of those early on COVID folks that spent a month in the hospital with uh, the darn thing uh, back, you know, before we had uh, vaccines and before they had any clue what to do, they were just throwing everything at me. So, yeah, not only was I worried, but so was my family, my friends. Everybody was like, there's got to be better things to worry about. And, yeah, like you say, it's kind of good news, bad news. It's not a great thing to worry about inflation and the economy but it sure beats major health issues. Yeah, it's definitely true. And, you know, that that's, you know, another big theme we saw is consumers just want to have a normal holiday. Yeah. They really haven't had one for three years. So they want to shop. They want to travel. They want to go out to eat. They want to see movies or go to see a show. They want to visit with friends and family. And what we're seeing, you know, all throughout the study is that we see the spending intentions are up. The, uh, the planned holiday spending was up by about 8%. Um, the planned holiday travel spending was up by 48% versus last year. Um, and they were out shopping and spending on travel earlier. Six in 10 consumers were out, um, had started their, had sorry, let me say that again. Six in 10 consumers had planned to start their holiday shopping in October and eight in 10 consumers had planned to do their holiday travel purchases by by the end of October. Wow. So the, yeah, that is good news, especially by those comparisons and getting back to air quotes normal, whatever that is, seems to be working. Is that, Carl, do you think how people are, are planning and preparing themselves for the holiday season is is not only the shopping, but also that travel? Is that the most important prep you figure that they're doing? Yeah, that's uh, that's really the big thing is that that they're they're out there, they're willing to spend. Many of them have the means to spend. Um, now that being said, they're not every consumer is behaving the same way. There are some consumers that came through COVID probably better off than they were before. You know, we call them the secure consumers. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the biggest spenders both on holiday shopping and holiday travel. And frankly, they're the only ones who are going to spend regardless. You know, everyone else, the 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 other 80 percent who, you know, have maybe been insulated from COVID or um, who have actually been more strained economically coming uh, coming through COVID over the last few years, that 80 percent of consumers, they're ready and prepared with backup plans if they need to trim back. So if, as you had mentioned, if inflation kicks up, if the economy gets more uncertain, um, if there are disruptions, whether those are health disruptions or weather disruptions or supply chain disruptions, they're actually ready with plan B, plan C, in some cases, plan D. I'm even more encouraged, Carl, to hear that so many people have backup plans because it is necessary. It's just like we all do in business. Well, if this doesn't work out for whatever reason, we've got to be able to attack it this way or deal with that or that kind of thing. And it's encouraging to know that consumers are actually making those kinds of plans. Yeah, it's one thing we've learned over the past two years is that you have to be prepared for anything to happen at any time. Yeah. How are businesses being impacted? We we obviously have been talking appropriately about us consumers, but in in the consumer shift in shopping and travel decisions, for that matter, hopefully businesses are seeing that proverbial light at the end of the tunnel. 
Yeah, I think, you know, the interesting thing when you're working in the uh, in the consumer space, so, you know, with retailers or consumer brands or travel companies, you know, anytime consumers shift their behavior, this industry has to react. You get your scorecard, you get your report card every day. You know, planes either go full or empty. Stores either are full and people buy things or they're empty and people didn't buy things. So you see your performance on a day-by-day basis. Um, and so they have to be prepared and react and be agile and responsive to the changes in consumer shopping. Um, one of the things we're seeing is that, you know, a bit of a return to stores. So last year, about 40% of consumers said they were primarily doing their holiday shopping online. This year, that's actually down to a third, hmm. which means two thirds of people are either going back to the store or shopping in what we call a hybrid manner. So maybe you're buying online and picking something up in store. Maybe you're actually walking through a store, yet shopping online based on the things you're seeing around you. We're seeing a lot more of that type of behavior, which again, causes a bit of a ripple effect in terms of how retailers have to have product in the store and how retailers um, have to have staff in the store. Um, and so that that's one of the reactions that we've seen by the industry. Um, for the most part, at least when you think about mall-based stores, um, we see that there is a lot of product. In fact, the bigger issue is that there's too much product rather than a shortage of product. Really? And so what we've seen is a lot of discounting that's out there and discounting that's you know deeper discounts and earlier discounts than we typically see. And that's great for all of us as consumers. So nothing wrong with that, except for the it, fact that the companies aren't making as much of a profit margin, but it certainly benefits us. Yeah, it really does. And uh, when I used to work in retail, you know, I, I would find that we knew we would sell everything eventually. What we didn't know was when and for how much. Yeah. And so if you don't see the sales coming in early enough, you start your discounting soon. Um, and that that really drives in a lot of the demand from consumers. And, and that, that's what that's exactly what we're seeing. For sure. It's also good to know that brick and mortar hasn't gone away. I mean, there's been all the, you know, the, the death predictions of uh, everybody's going to simply go to online. Well, as you mentioned, the last couple of years, yeah, pretty much because we had to. But it's good to know that it's so much easier to shop where you can walk through and touch and feel and look and and learn uh, as opposed to just online and the fact that more folks are doing that this year is encouraging yeah and i think it, it comes into like some of the different behaviors if you know exactly what you want and there's somewhere online that has it and you can go buy it you know as a single one-off item and get that delivered you know, that actually might be more convenient for you. But actually when you're doing shopping and you're like looking for holiday gifts or, you know, even when you're, when you're like, let's say you're doing your grocery shopping and you're having to think about all the things you want to make for a holiday meal. Sometimes that's actually a little harder to do online because you're limited by whatever screen you're looking at. And you have to remember going to a store is a very immersive experience um, and that's one of the things that, that we heard from consumers in this study, especially the more well-off consumers. You know, they want unique experiences, they want to see unique products, and they want a level of personal service. Awesome. And uh, Carl, I can see why you're a partner with IBM's Consumer Industry Center of Competency, because it does make so much more sense. And it is encouraging. The information you've provided makes a difference. Where can our audience go for more info? 
So um, our holiday study and all of our Institute for Business Value studies are available at ibm.com forward slash IBV. Okay, as in the Institute for Business Value, IBV. We'll get you there, too, when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. Carl, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with us. Looking forward to getting you back on the show again. Always fascinating info. Thanks a lot for having me on. Have a great day. You, too. It's my pleasure. Dave Graveline bringing you further into tomorrow. Stay tuned. There's much more to come right here on the Advanced Media Network. Guys, stop putting your love life on hold. U.S. Pharmacy has some exciting news. If you've been wanting to try Viagra or Cialis, now is the perfect time. Call today and receive 90 little blue or little yellow pills for only $119 with free shipping. Why order some low-dose sildenafil from one of those subscription services when we can give you what you want now? Call 888-856-8066 and we'll rush your order, discreetly packaged to your door. Then thinking of trying something new to help your love life? Call U.S. Pharmacy at 1-888-856-8066 for as little as $119 for 90 pills. Need your package in a hurry? Call 888-856-8066 and ask about our express shipping option and we'll rush your order to you as soon as possible. Save money on this little blue or yellow pill you've been wanting to try. That's 888-856-8066. Again, 888 856-8066. Attention Medicare beneficiaries. Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero copays on many services, and zero deductibles. Call 800-901-5093. That's 800-901-5093. 800-901-5093. You're listening to Into Tomorrow. I'm Cameron Graveline, reminding you to participate by letting us hear you on the show and win prizes. Call 800-899-INTO. Use a free Into Tomorrow app or click the Ask Dave microphone at intotomorrow.com. Now, back to the guys. Well, thank you very much, Cameron, who's working in the control room this weekend, because no school Thanksgiving weekend, of course, and helping us maintain our audio. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by our podcast partner, Blueberry Podcasting. With their advanced podcast hosting plans, you also get a free WordPress site to grow your podcast. Start your free trial at blubrry.com. On air, online, on now. Ah, yes, indeed. Thank you for tuning into tomorrow. Thank you even more when you call in and participate. As Cameron said moments ago, when you call in, you win stuff. No promises, no guarantees, but Chris is going to share with you some cool things that we have to share with you. So when you call in, question, comment, concern, uh, some tech rage, help another listener, whatever the case, by any number of ways to participate anytime 24-7 at your leisure. Oh my gosh, that's a long intro. To say... Be sure and mention one or two of these following items. We'll do our best to get one of them to you. From Skosh, we've got Magic Mount Pro Charge 5 for MagSafe and Qi-enabled phones. Hampton Products provided a smart security light with camera. We've got portable folding Bluetooth keyboards from Obvious Solutions. 
And from uh, Blue Jour, we've got mini cube PCs. Got 10 of these things to share, valued at 300 bucks a piece. Oh, very cool stuff. And we just want you to participate one way or another. Be heard on the show and win stuff. Alzheimer's disease is the most common form of dementia, but it can be difficult to make objective measures of its progress. With this week's Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute, here's Alfred Poor. Thanks, Dave. Alzheimer's is a debilitating disease that affects more than 6 million individuals in the U.S. One of the biggest problems with the condition, however, is that symptoms of decline can be difficult to observe reliably. New research from a company in Toronto shows that speech samples can provide an objective and reliable way to track cognitive decline in individual patients. Using recordings from interviews that use a standard, though subjective, test, the researchers found that linguistic and acoustic biomarkers provided objective measures of neurological impairment. This can provide healthcare professionals with an accurate way to assess the progress of the disease and the effectiveness of various treatments. The researchers believe that the system can be used to diagnose new cases of Alzheimer's as well. Earlier and more effective tracking of the disease could lead to better outcomes for millions of patients. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Alfred Poor. Back to you, Dave. Well, thank you, Alfred. As always, be sure to sign up for his Health Tech Insider free weekly newsletter at healthtechinsider.com. John in Bridgewater, New Jersey, participating with the free Into Tomorrow app. I certainly hope and pray that you have it on your device, too. Hey, John. Looking for a little help with some Alexa-controlled light switches. I've done most of the ones in my house, and they're usually just single switches controlling a, a light or a fixture or something like that. I've done one that is a three-way, three which is two switches that control a light, but I'm having problems finding switches that say they'll work with a four-way, which is a fixture that can be controlled by three different switches. I, if you, I, I just can't figure it out. I've been looking for a while, so I figured I'd ask you guys because you sometimes... Most of the time, a lot smarter than me. So if you can help out with this, I'd appreciate it. Sometimes, most of the time. Sometimes, most of the time. Well, once in a while. Well, one time over your 27 years, you actually helped. Yeah. Is probably what he meant to say. Yeah. Did you edit all that part out? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, John, the only four-way smart switch that we've seen advertised is a Lutron Cassetta offering. Lutron's been around for a long time, and their products tend to work fairly well. Unfortunately... They don't work on their own. For the Lutron Cassetta four-way switch to work, and specifically for it to work with Alexa, you'll need to use Lutron's Cassetta home switch as well. Of course, they want to sell you more stuff. Yeah, now there might be another solution to your problem, though. Um, if all you really want is to turn a light on and off, you can just use smart light bulbs instead. Then any regular smart switch will do, since they'll be turning them on and off wireless anyway, so no special wiring is needed. And Alexa will be able to control them directly as well. Uh, there are tons and tons of smart light bulbs in any of the colors, brightness, and warmth available uh, from any other modern light bulb, so finding one that fits your needs would be trivial. And they have the added benefit of lasting a very long time. Yeah, that's true. And I, and I do like, I'm enjoying the few places where I'm using uh, a Wi-Fi light bulb that changes colors and does, I have everything from plant growth in my room where during the day and I turn the regular bedroom lights off, I leave the plant growth light on. 
I assume it's helping the whatever the heck snake plant or something I have in my room. Uh, I hope it's helping it grow. I don't know. But it also keeps a little bit of light there for me to go in and out of the room into my bathroom and so forth as needed without having to turn all the lights on. So maybe that kind of thing can be helpful. And it is part of smart home is Wi-Fi light bulbs and different colors and LED stuff. So take advantage. Do you subscribe to our free once-a-week tech newsletter? Don't answer that because, of course, you do. But give yourself a little Thanksgiving weekend pre-Christmas holiday shopping tip. Huh? And visit us at intotomorrow.com and sign up for our tech newsletter. All we ask for is your email address, which we do not share with anyone in spite of the constant begging. And we don't spam you, but you'll get our tech newsletter once a week. What happens is you put your email address in, then look at your email, check your spam if necessary, because you'll have a subsequent email from us that says, are you sure? Because we don't spam anybody. If you do want it, click here. It's a link that just then says, welcome, you're now subscribed. And you can unsubscribe anytime, but you don't need to. It's full of tech news and a bunch of other stuff. You've got some hmm thoughts to make you smile or think or slap your forehead. Yeah, (laughs) any number of things we do a lot. And either way, enjoy (laughs) your leftovers. And happy Thanksgiving weekend to all from all of us at intotomorrow.com. Bringing you the latest in consumer electronics and technology, this has been Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. To participate with Dave and his tech geniuses and win prizes anytime, 24-7, use our free Into Tomorrow app available in your app store or call 1-800-899-INTO. That's 1-800-899-4686. Be sure to visit our website anytime to read our show notes and watch our ITTV videos at intotomorrow.com. And join us next week as we bring you further Into Tomorrow. During these difficult times, we understand how important it is to stay healthy and safe. With so many of us confined to our homes and not being able to work, we feel the financial burden more than ever. Many folks lost their jobs and businesses. Others were furloughed and some are working from home at reduced pay. Keeping up with your bills is not easy under these circumstances. If you have credit card debt and cannot keep up with your monthly payments, we at Debt Fix Pros are here to help. Give us a call to see how we can reduce your interest rates and lower your monthly payments. Protect your credit and let us help you find a solution that fits your needs. We, your friends at Debt Fix Pros, are here to help. Let us take care of your credit card debt so you can focus on what is really important. Call for a free phone consultation at 1-800-781-6764. That's 1-800-781-6764. 1-800-781-6764. United We Stand, 1-800-781-6764.